Johnson. That's me. <laughs> so I have a question for you. What do you do when you want to make a good impression? A good first impression. Let's say you have a job interview. What would you do? Or perhaps you have a special banquet to attend. You try to look your best, right? So you go pick out the right outfit for the occasion. You dress for success. And that's what we're going to talk about today, is how do we, as Christ followers, dress for success? On week three in the book of Colossians, we're taking a little different turn than what we did before. Uh, the first two chapters, we focused on the supremacy of Christ, the sufficiency of Christ, that we have been crucified and raised to life with Christ. We are complete in Christ. And now, today, we're going to make a shift to how we live in practical ways as followers of Christ. So today, we're going to explore what it looks like to dress as followers of Christ. Now that is kind of a metaphor because God doesn't care so much what we wear on the outside. He's caring about our inside. He cares about our character. But to go with the metaphor, uh, I've asked some people to wear their favorite outfit to service. Or if, they, if it was too fancy, like if it was a formal, then um, maybe they could bring it with them. So we are going to take a few minutes for a little informal fashion show of sorts. Don't worry, I'm not going to ask you to parade up to the front. You can just stand where you are and uh, maybe share why that's your favorite outfit. So who would like to, who wore their favorite outfit? Okay, yay, <laughs> Joyce wore her favorite outfit. And Betsy, you look very cute, so why don't you stand up as well? Anybody wore their favorite jeans today? <laughs> you can stand. Okay. Well, so Joyce, you're wearing a really cute top and it has lace in the back and lace sleeves. Okay, so she's wearing the shirt that she got married in at 24 years ago. <laughs> okay, so it's our new favorite because it still fits. Yes, that is very important. Okay, so what about Betsy? Singaporean 
and he's changing us from the inside out. And again, the reality is, I mean, I think the Lord probably appreciates this, but this dress, but he is looking on the inside. Man looks at the outward appearance, God looks at the heart. But we're gonna have a little fun with the phrase, clothe yourselves. As Christ followers, we are called first to get rid of certain items so that we can dress for success. Verse four states that Christ is your life. Therefore, we must change our wardrobe. And as we look through the items in our personal closet, it's time to be out of the old. So I'm going to move my closet as you can see. It is passion that is evil and immoral. 
1 John 2.16 says, Everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, come not from the Father, but from the world. So we want to get rid of lust. Okay, next. Evil desires. Okay, these desires are cravings or longings that are wrong, wicked, or harmful. And the psalmist said, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. So the Holy Spirit, he will show us if there's anything offensive in us. And we don't have to feel condemned. We simply go to him, give it to him, and trust him get rid of it in our lives. Okay, so in that first section, out with the old, I have one more left, and that's greed. Wow, okay, greed's in this list of out with the old. So that's coveting what others have, the greedy desire to have more. The opposite of that is delighting ourselves in the Lord, because he promises that he will give us the desires of our hearts. So scripture compares greed to idolatry, the worship of other gods. That's huge. We don't want to worship the things of the world. We don't want to find satisfaction in the things that will pass away. So we want to get rid of this greed. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, so are we done yet? Nope, we're not done yet. Because Paul makes an interesting comment. He 
others come up and will impart grace. We're also called to not let the sun go down on our wrath. Because we're not supposed to bury it, otherwise it's going to fester, and then we're going to hold on to it. We're called to deal with our anger in a constructive and grace-affirming way. So, goodbye, unrighteous anger.
which is a department store with awesome clothes. So, oh yes, here's something that we need. We need compassion. And what is compassion? It's empathy, it's tender-hearted mercy. Jesus often had compassion on the crowds. He saw them as sheep without the shepherd. So definitely compassion. Okay, oh, here's something. This would be useful. How about kindness? Do we need kindness in our wardrobe? That's the moral goodness, integrity, warmth, concern, and goodwill. Yeah. How can we share the love of Jesus? if we aren't acting in ways that are kind. Hmm, what else? Oh, I like this one. Humility. Now, humility, it is modesty, but it isn't thinking that you are totally unworthy and lower than a worm and no good. And how could God possibly love you? That is not humility. Humility is really not thinking of yourself more highly than you ought to think. You can be aware of your strengths and talents, but you realize that every good thing that you have comes from God. That's what humility is. When we're humble, we're able to lift other people up invest in their lives and treat them better than ourselves. Okay, what else is in this awesome department store? <laughs> oh, gentleness. Okay, trying to find a pattern here. Being gentle, not being harsh, being considerate of other people having tenderness towards them. Do you agree we need to have this in our heavenly wardrobe? Yeah? Okay. This one will look good. And you know what's really cool? You don't have to worry about the sizes because any one of us could wear that. Maybe not, um, not everyone might not. Everyone can wear. This is patience. Oh boy. <laughs> How many times have people said, Oh Lord, I just need more patience? And then somebody else says, No, don't pray for patience because <laughs> the Lord will give it to you. And the way you develop patience is through many trials. But this is endurance, steadfastness, perseverance, and being slow to get irritated and annoyed at things. So, Lord, help us with patience. Okay, there's still more. Well, basically, we're replacing all those things that we just threw out with things that we should be wearing for success. Now, this one is grace. And in the 
scriptures, it talks about bearing with one another. The way that we're able to bear with another and showing tolerance in spite of differences is that we are very liberal with grace. We want to be generous with grace. Instead of being judgmental and hard, and when we don't agree with someone, or maybe they're not even following what God's word says, we don't have to be harsh and pointing fingers and telling fists. We can have grace and we can pray for them and trust that God is going to work in their hearts and we'll turn things around. Okay, another important one that you definitely will not find in that other closet. With all the anger and rage and things. Forgiveness. That's a big one. It's being able to let go of offenses. Being willing to pardon when someone does you wrong. It also includes doing something pleasant or agreeable to someone else. Especially when they've hurt you. I found one good thing if I have been offended by somebody and we've talked it through and I've been able to let go of those feelings of just unforgiveness and hurt, then I'll do something kind or I'll do a favor for them anonymously. There's um, a time in our young married life where we just were so hurt and offended by some things that had happened within our church body and we just could not get over the pain and the hurt and the bitterness and so we decided to give this couple a cash gift <laughs> and we didn't have very much money back then but we anonymously gave him put, put it in a paper bag and put it by the door, um, and they found it. Nobody stole it, thankfully. And it still, those feelings still didn't go away. And so I said, okay, we're going to do it one more time. In fact, we're going to keep on giving until we forgive. And so I think it ended up being three times that we gave a cash gift, didn't let them know, Pray for God to bless them. After the third time, <laughs> I think the Holy Spirit was able to work with our hearts and we were able to forgive. And that offense, that feeling of ill will toward them, it left, it was gone. And we were in a friendship with them for many years after. So I'm going to skip ahead because I think in the list it says something else. But um, we're going to save the most important for last. So here is something that God wants each and every one of us to have. And that's to be clothed with peace. That tranquility. A state of calmness of soul. Because of the salvation that we've received through Christ. If God is... For us, who can be against? 
Christ. That's a gift. That is a real gift that God wants us to have in our wardrobe. And here's one. Thankfulness. Yeah. Not grumbling or complaining. We're told to do everything without grumbling and complaining. But in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. What I love about the word thankfulness, it comes from the Greek word eucharistia, which reminds us of the Eucharist, which is another name for Holy Communion. So wow! So when we're thankful, we're having that same attitude as when we're partaking of the Lord's Supper. Isn't that awesome? Okay, now, last, but certainly not least, what do you think it's going to be? <laughs> yes. Can't fool you! Okay, well, the greatest is love. And we are marking it right here. And the word used here is agape, the God kind of love, that unconditional love, the highest form of love. And it binds us all together in perfect harmony. Verse 14, above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in that perfect harmony. That's not to say that none of the other is love is what pulls it all together and makes it beautiful. Helps you to dress for success. So when you're clothed with these must-have garments, others around you will experience Jesus because you look different than the rest of the people around you. You act different because you are dressed for success. And remember that in everything, you represent Jesus. So of course, you want to dress as Jesus would want you to dress in everything. What you say, what you do, what you think, those hidden things. We represent Jesus Christ. So we are going to move on. Thanks for being um, a great group fun with this morning with all of my um, my my demonstrations that's that's the word for it so but let's move on and open our hearts to respond to the holy spirit's promptings so we know that christ is our life and let's examine our hearts as we will be partaking of communion, uh, those of you on Facebook will 
as you approach the Lord's table with surrendered hearts, with hearts that have been opened to the work of the Holy Spirit. So consider these questions that you can see on the screen. Is there anything that you need to get rid of? Anything that is in the garbage bag that you need to get your own garbage bag and get rid of it? And then which qualities do you need more of? 